sacrifice. It's a word that we don't hear much these days. Come to think of it, the one place I hear it most is, and there it goes, a long fly ball to right, easy out, but the man on third tags and trots home, sacrifice fly. Baseball is one of the few places you hear about sacrifice in our self-centered, take care of yourself, don't worry about anybody else society. In baseball, you can be put out, but the team still benefits. What are some of the ways that we're called on to sacrifice for someone else? This morning, Jesus speaks to his disciples about what it means to sacrifice. Last week, Mark Carlton shared about Simon having a go-to-the-head-of-the-class answer when Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say I am? Simon said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, congratulations, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. From the moment of that confession, Jesus gave Simon another name. The name Simon is a Hebrew and Greek name that means one who hears. But from the moment of his confession, Jesus adds another name, Peter, Petros, which means rock. Jesus promised that on the rock of Peter's confession as to who Jesus is, Jesus would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. One of my friends pointed out that people don't attack with their gates. No one says, look out, here comes those gates again, run away. The calling of the church is to attack the gates and rescue from those on the other side. From that moment on, Jesus began to speak about the cross, about sacrifice. Brad Paisley has a song that says, a man don't have to die to go to hell. It's six months short of a 30 years when the boss man lays you off. It's payments you can't make on a house that you can't sell. A man don't have to die to go to hell. Those are gates against which Jesus calls us to prevail. Jesus was giving his disciples a heads up as to what was ahead for them. If they were going to follow him on into Jerusalem, it would mean not only death for him, but eventually death for them. So Peter rebukes Jesus. Peter supposes he knows more than his teacher. And his response that Jesus should not go to the cross is answered with a harsh rebuke. Get behind me, Satan. He went from, you heard it right, Simon, to get behind me, Satan. He went from step on up to step back to get back in line. Jesus says, to follow me, you have to get behind me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. One pastor, Johnny Dean, wrote about this passage. One of the early church fathers, Origen, suggested that when Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, what he actually meant was, Peter, your place is behind me, not in front of me. It's not your job to follow me in the way that I choose, not to try to lead. It's your job to follow me the way I choose, not to try to lead me in the way you would like me to go. Pastor Dean continues, certainly what Jesus said immediately after his rebuke of Peter would support that interpretation. He told all of his disciples, including Peter, 
that not only did he have a task that was set before him by God, but they had work to do. When Jesus says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, he's saying there will be dangerous twists and turns. It will mean putting someone other than yourself first. Being concerned not so much with what you want, but with what God wants. In 1976 at the Seattle Special Olympics, nine runners lined up at the starting line for the 100-yard dash. At the sound of the starting gun, they all started off on their way, making their best effort to run down the track toward the finish line. That is, except for one boy who stumbled soon after his start and tumbled to the ground and began to cry. Two of the other racers, hearing the cries of the boy who fell, slowed down, looked back at him, and then without hesitation turned and ran running in the other direction toward the injured boy. And while the other runners struggled to make it to the finish line, the two who had turned around to run in the other direction reached the boy and helped him to his feet, and all three of them linked arms, and together they walked to the finish line. By the time the trio reached the end, everyone in the stands was standing and cheering, some with tears rushing down their faces. Even though by turning back and helping the boy who fell, they lost their own chance to win the race, they all had smiles on their faces because they knew they had done the right thing. They sacrificed their chance to be first. And even though they crossed the finish line last, they won the hearts of those who witnessed their compassion for a fallen runner. We call it by many names, self-denial, sacrificial behavior, servanthood, following the golden rule. Jesus explained it in this way. If you want to become my follower, deny yourself, take up your cross, get in line. Peter got back in line. How about you? Are you confused? Are you in denial? Are you out of line? Can If God can use a man like Simon Peter who gets it right one moment and then gets it wrong in a few minutes later to eventually preach the first sermon of the church that brings 3,000 people to the kingdom for baptism, God can use you. If God can use me, God can use you. 52 years ago, I answered the call to deny myself and to follow. It happened one night when I prayed a prayer sitting by a banana tree at a coffee house called Our Father's House at Temple United Methodist Church in Houston. I got in line, and answering that call led me to seminary three years later. And one Sunday, I was home on holiday from seminary, and I attended my home church, St. Andrew's Presbyterian in Houston, and they were in between pastors, and they had a guest preacher, Dr. Charles L. King, former longtime pastor of First Presbyterian Houston. At the end of Dr. King's sermon that morning, I responded to the altar call that Dr. King didn't give. Presbyterians don't give altar calls. But I went forward during the closing hymn, and through sobbing tears, I said, I don't know about you, but I'm going to do what he said. And I sat down and got back in line when God calls your name get in line when God calls your name whether it's to teach a class 
or to take a class or to take a person to lunch to share your faith with a friend or even a stranger get in line God recalled my name to be the parish associate at St. Andrews here I am Lord I'm back in line Next Sunday, some of Jesus' followers will answer the call to get in line with us as they commit to become members of St. Andrew's. Next Sunday, some of our members will answer the call to serve as elders and trustees as they stand for election in our congregational meeting. Maybe today is the Sunday that you respond to an invitation I don't give. Each new day, is a challenge and an opportunity. Our faith will be challenged, and we can use that challenge as an opportunity to grow in our relationship with God. Jesus himself said, those who want to be his disciples are expected to be in a continual attitude of self-denial and obedience to him. In Luke's account of this exchange between Jesus and the disciples, Luke adds one word, Whoever desires to come after me, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Following Jesus is a lifestyle that builds on past lessons and decisions, but it also depends on dedication day by day. We can't live off of yesterday's successes, last week's prayers, or the Bible stories we heard when we were kids. (laughs) For Peter, leading this fledgling band of followers after Jesus died on the cross was a daily choice, and so it is for us. Jesus ended this teaching on sacrifice with two questions and two promises. He asked first, what good will it be for a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? Or what can a man exchange for his soul? And then he promised that when he comes in his Father's glory with the angels, he will reward each person according to what he has done, according to what she has done. Those who have denied themselves, taken up their cross daily and followed him will be rewarded. And then at the end of the warning of his own death, he promises that those hearing his message would not taste death before they saw him coming in his kingdom. They saw him come into his kingdom they saw him take up his cross they saw him nailed to his cross they saw him taste death but they also saw him alive again and that is what moved them to continue to follow and as we will continue to celebrate his death and his resurrection at this table in remembrance of his last meal And in so doing, we follow them until our own death. As each day unfolds, we must remind ourselves this is a day dedicated to God, that it is to be used for God's glory, and that it is best lived with the continual recollection of what Jesus did for us. It's a daily commitment. Start each day with, Lord, how do you want to use me today? Who will you bring into my path you want me to love? What do you want me to witness that will bring me closer to you? That will give me a clearer understanding of your call on my life so that 
I can not only learn the meaning of the word, but also learn how to live out the word of sacrifice. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, that you are in this place and that we, like Peter, want to follow you. Thank you that you called Peter and used him in a mighty way and that you call us, even at this moment, are calling some of us to say, yes, I will follow. We know you have mighty things in store for us. May our lives be filled with joy and may the abundant life that Jesus came to give be ours because we've come into contact with you and have gotten in line. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Let us pray. Holy God, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, with joy we praise you and give thanks to your name. You commanded light to shine out of darkness, divided the sea and dry land, created the vast universe. And called it good. You made us in your image. To live with one another in love. You gave us the breath of life. And freedom to choose your way. You promised yourself in covenant with Abraham and Sarah. Told us your purpose and commandments through Moses. And called for justice in the cry of prophets. Through long generations you have been faithful and kind to all your children. Great and wonderful are your works Lord God Almighty. Your ways are just and true. Therefore, we lift our hearts in joyful praise, joining our voices with choirs of angels and with all the faithful of every time and place who forever sing to the glory of your name. We praise you, most holy God, for sending your only Son to live among us, sharing our joy and sorrow. He told your story, healed the sick, and was a friend of sinners. Obeying you, he took up his cross and died that we might live. We praise you that he overcame death and is risen to rule the world. He is still the friend of sinners. We trust him to overcome every power that can hurt or divide us and believe that when he comes in glory, we will celebrate victory with him. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts, we break bread and share one cup, giving thanks for your saving love in Jesus Christ. As you raised our Lord from death and call us with him from death to life, we give ourselves to you to live for him in joy and grateful praise. Your Holy Spirit to come over these very common elements that we may know Christ present, real, and true and be his faithful followers showing your love for the world. Therefore, here we offer and present to you our very selves to be a living sacrifice dedicated and fit for your acceptance through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This is not a Presbyterian table. This is the Lord's table. And anyone who trusts in Jesus as Lord and Savior 
is welcome to share in this celebration today. As we take communion this morning, we have gluten-free bread available in a cup on the tray. And as uh, we also as we serve wine and juice, the wine is in the outer circle and the juice is in the inner circles. As you pass the elements, you may say to your neighbor, the body of Christ broken for you when passing the bread and the blood of Christ shed for you when passing the juice. Will the elders please come forward? Hear the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Christ. The Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was arrested, took bread. After giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup, said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for the remission of sins. Drink all ye of it. For whenever time we eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the Lord until he comes again. With thanksgiving, let us offer God our grateful praise, the feast of God for the people of God. 